Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Tuesday, everybody. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. I can't see you, Bradley. Why? Because you're not on our Google Hangout. Oh, weird. Yet. It looks like it's trying to get you. Let me okay. hang out with For us. those of you who have not heard yet, <laughs> where have you been? Two months. Yeah. Welcome. Um, we have now for two months, seriously, for two months. Oh. Almost. Oh, turn Ooh. off your mic, Brad. <laughs> wow, that's a fun sound. <laughs> that was exciting. Uh, for Brad two, in a can. For two months, we have been social distancing here at the radio station, which means Holly's in one room where she normally is. I'm in my normal spot, but Bradley, who usually sits in the same room as I am in, across from me, is in a whole different room. Yes, I'm in a bunker that has been certified hermetically sealed. Wonderful. Is that true? No, because if it were, I would have no oxygen and would be dead. That would be bad. Okay, oh. so we uh, like to look at each other over Google Hangouts so that we can uh, talk to each other like normal human folk. Hey. So, uh, anywho, any whoosie whatsy, that's not how we've decided to start the show today. I wanted to get started um, with something we talked about a little bit yesterday. This is the story of, I don't... I don't, I want to say, I'm going to say feud, but that doesn't feel like the right word. It's just the easiest word between Allison Roman and Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. So Bradley, you're so good at giving the upshot. Sorry. Sorry. You're just better at it than I am. That's an excuse. No, it's not. It's a compliment. Okay. Thank you. I take the compliment. Okay. So how did this all start? (laughs) Okay. Basically, um, Allison Roman in an interview. Now, if you don't know Allison Roman, Let's just call this a foodie war, shall we? That's what yes. a lot of like lazy publications were doing over the last few days. You have these, uh, it's not really a war. Allison Roman said some uh, nasty things about Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo. Um, and she, I don't want to like make her excuses for her. I feel like we fall into that trap a lot, um, thereby making it sound like there was a justification or an excuse for what they did. But Allison Roman made some comments that were pretty pretty pig-headed, dumb, racist, um, culturally inappropriate, whatever labels you want to attach to it, and there are many. She made those comments in an interview, seemingly trying to separate herself from um, the women that she referenced, Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo. Now, in the doing of that, again, created a huge backlash against her. Um, but then that that also led to that thing that happens now where nothing is ever really about the thing for very long. Right. And then suddenly everybody else shows up with their own particular issues and brings them to bear on this conversation and or issue and or debate and or troll fest, whatever you want to call it. 
Allison Roman, this um, New York Times food critic, writer, not critic, writer, and um, Chrissy Teigen person. Oh, I just okay. was saying that Allison Roman, she's a cookbook writer as well. She was talking about, I think because of her new cookbook, um, you know, how she defines herself in this interview. And then Chrissy Teigen, of course, is Chrissy Teigen. Mm-hmm. And in addition to being a food writer and a food doer, I don't even know what you would call Chrissy Teigen. She's just a a creator of yeah. stuff. And one of the things that she creates and has been very successful at um, is, you know, a line of cookware, cookbook, um, a, you know, cult following on Twitter. And then Marie Kondo, of course, needs no explanation because um, Colleen has talked about her constantly. She's mm-hmm. a huge fan. Mm-hmm. No. I'm not, but it has more to do with the fact that I don't find her uh, craft to be sustainable in my life. You just don't like, I mean, you're not drawn to her in the way a lot of people are. I'm not. Um, So what what ended up happening is Allison Roman said in this interview, basically, like, I don't want to model my career after these women. Um, She used, and I thought this was a weird choice of words, and somebody pointed this out yesterday over Twitter, so I want to give credit where credit is due. Um, to the person who pointed this out, that the word that she used was horrified, yeah. um, that she's horrified by uh, the way that uh, Chrissy Teigen conducts herself uh, in terms of her business acumen. And that was a bizarre choice of words I, and if I a were, little aggressive. You know what we... Okay, so now let's insert ourselves into this, like uh, because we have opinions in, on celebrity and other stuff, right? And so... If I were to bring my own opinion to bear, I would think like, oh, she's doing that cynical thing where she's like, look at me. I'm and this is a judgment. Now I'm going to judge her. But like and I love uh, up to this point, I have been a fan in some way, sideways, somewhat of Allison Roman and watching some of her food videos, etc. She seems like the kind of person who likes to be sort of I'm. I'm like hip without really trying that hard Mm -hmm. and wink, wink. I'm, you know, like, and that's not even so much a judgment as just sort of like, I can then see her thinking like by separating myself from Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo, I'm like winking to my audience and saying, Oh, I'm not a sellout, Mm -hmm. but like, that's really problematic. And I think she's like understanding that that, that thing that she was doing was not helpful to her. Um, you know, even if she wasn't being explicit about it, now she's just being explicit, learning that it's crap. And, you know, thankfully, and I think that's why we're talking about it now. Right. Um, apologizing for it and seemingly trying to go in a different direction. So she issued a one, two, and, a, you know, this is a loose uh, count of pages, like a one and a half, two page, two and a half page apology on Twitter, kind of screenshots of, you know, a document. Yeah. Um, which is what people do when they have a lot more to say than Twitter can handle. And I, and I would applaud her for this, right? Because it does look like she really took the time to think of it. So it's about eight paragraphs. And so I'll just kind of go through the outline of it. I'm not going to read it word for word. But the first in the first paragraph, she apologizes and she says what she did. I use their names disparagingly to try and distinguish myself. Uh, she said, I have no excuse for that. Then she goes on to say, I've been asking myself a lot this weekend why I said what I said. And she's able to identify in that, that some of that had to do with her own insecurity. Then she follows that by saying, I am not the victim here. And my insecurities do not excuse this behavior. She acknowledges some of the racial undertones of what she said. 
And she even owned like the whole because then people were doing this thing really quickly mm -hmm. where they were saying like, yeah, also your stew. That's just like you. that's just a curry. Hi. Right. Um, and then there's, you know, some so people started coming at her. uh her, her work in a way that was like, hey, actually, there's some other problematic stuff going on. Right. It's not just your words. And I and and frankly, I'm grateful that she seemingly owned that. Right. And not only does she own it, she goes on to say later in this apology, it's not anybody's obligation to accept my apology or to help me improve. She does ask for she says, like, basically, like, I'm listening and she said, if anybody wants to share their knowledge, guidance, or opinions with me about how I can more responsibly navigate these areas that she's laid out in this long apology, she says, I owe you my attention, and I promise to read any feedback I receive. And she gives her email, um, and she says, you know, and I understand that some will use this as an opportunity to express my ang their anger, and I hope many will share advice. I'll read it all. And then she just says thank you to those who have, like, kind of gently shown her the error of her ways. And she apologizes once again to Marie Kondo and Chrissy Teigen. And she says she's embarrassed and she's sorry. The thing about it is we critique apologies all the time on this mm -hmm. show. Yeah. Um, to me, like in this moment, this is such a beautifully written apology. Mm -hmm. It is it, it really like holds holds the moment from every angle. All the things that that upset people and rightly so. Yeah. Um, it shows some self-reflection. It shows a willingness to listen and change. Mm -hmm. It is a great apology. What will be the telling point is how she follows through on the apology. Yeah. Right. But as far as an apology goes, it's really beautifully written and it, it seems very heartfelt. I will say, I think it's really interesting that Marie Kondo has stayed completely out of this conversation. Yeah. Like, I feel like she's, she's not just in like, it at all. She's just like, I'm not even hearing that noise. I mean, she's like rolling her underwear up and putting it in drawers. She's fine. You know, she's good. Well, and it makes sense of the two women that, you know, were critiqued. The one who engaged is the one who makes a living engaging on social media. True. So, you know, it would have been weird if Chrissy Teigen hadn't weighed in on it. Yeah. Um, that's like a whole separate conversation. But it is fascinating. And that's why um, what I love about this story. And if people are listening and they're like, I, what do I care about some New York Times food writer and Chrissy Teigen? Dumb. Right. Because I can hear people making that. Um, I can hear people saying those things. The interesting thing is you don't have to have any personal connection to Chrissy Teigen and or Allison Roman, mm -hmm. but you will find this conversation interesting or you should or and I'm not saying our conversation. I'm right. saying the incident interesting because it's it's taking place in the world that we live in. And that's social media. That's pop culture. That's business. That's, you know, creativity. There's so many different layers like uh, I asked my partner Jamie if he'd heard anything about this because I know he's watched uh, some of Allison Roman's videos before and so he has a vague understanding of who she is and he was like oh yeah and I saw that and it like and there's no reason for him to know anything about Allison Roman right or to pay attention most days to Chrissy Teigen other than he follows her on social media and I think there's an engagement point for like lots of people you don't just have to be living in the world because we're not even like you know I mean 
of the three of us, I think Holly's the one who regularly actually cooks from the New York Times. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even realize or put the two to two together that this woman wrote some of those recipes. I mean, that's right. how out of, out of it I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know her name. Right. Before so you last can be week. connected and not even realize what you're connected to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But that's why I think like you don't have to be well steeped in it to even find it interesting because, you know, anybody, any I'm not saying anybody can make the mistake Alison Roman did. Anybody can find themselves a part of a conversation that suddenly becomes way more than it uh, ever probably intended to be. Absolutely. Which, which I think the lesson for all of us is then to be more thoughtful. Like you have to be aware of your words and the power of them, regardless of where they're showing up. Well, and I would add to that also then as receivers, right, of the communication, as uh, spectators, as the ones on the outside, it is also a fitting reminder that that cancel culture it doesn't help anybody, right? And I say that as one who has canceled people in the past. But but giving it the space to breathe and giving the person who did the offending the opportunity to, to recognize and learn from it before you write them off entirely. Yeah. Um, because it would have been very easy to go, oh, Alison Roman, I mean, she didn't even know what she said, but it was so offensive and here's why, X, Y, Z. But she took the, she, she giving her the grace of time to reflect on it, you know, and then she was able to write this beautiful apology. Um, and again, the, the true tell will be kind of how her behavior goes from here. We did get a, a tweet from Panda who, by the way, was the one that said it yeah. was the word horrified that really turned her off. Um, that was an odd choice of words, but she said, um, she said, I did comment on Allison's page nicely. I'm not a troll, but I think everyone can learn from this because if we all acted more purposely and thoughtfully, the world would be a far better place. And I, true. you know, that's true. And beautifully it's, put. it's hard work to like do the work. Yeah. Um, but it's necessary. Work. We, we don't have time to talk about it, but uh, I just wanted to mention that I wish she had. I mean, I'm glad she did this apology now. But like somebody who's in the the public eye, who's trying to have a career in public, I feel like somebody should have gotten to her more quickly. Presumably it should have been herself, but Mm -hmm. would have said, whoa, before I say anything, let me think this through so that I don't have to come back a week later or Mm -hmm. a few days later and make the right apology. Because the, the, the impulse, and we talked a little bit about this before the show, a lot of times is to just get defensive mm-hmm. or I think you said it to dig your heels in and try to prove your, your side of the argument and like without that's, being open to why it was offensive and yeah. upsetting. Like if you want to have an actual discussion that comes after an apology, right. not before. Right. That's true. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on my talk. One Oh seven one. This is a, my talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi, my Hi. friends. Hi. Boy, I loved your. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Chrissy Teigen, Allison Roman conversation because I've just been like knee deep in it. Thank for you. Days. Well, it's been so interesting because it's so nuanced and there's more to it than just like a foodie fight. It's yeah. literally, it is. it is like a lasagna of a conversation. <laughs> I know. I Many know. layers. It's so much. It's ma- more like a puff pastry. Yes. yes. It totally, totally yeah. is. Lamination. Um, I do think that you can learn, though, that, I mean, everybody makes mistakes and giving people grace is definitely the way to go. Yeah, you absolutely. know, the thing is, is, I mean, okay, sorry, we're going to just stick with this for one second. We all contain multitudes. Yeah. We all can be our best selves and our worst selves Sometimes in the same moment. Oh my gosh, for sure. Right? There is nobody who is perfect. And, um, you know, I think that she, I, I give her a ton of credit, Allison Roman, for having that, that ability. That is hard work mm. to look at yourself and see the places where you thought you were one thing and you aren't. Yeah. Right? And it's, she seems and to, to really be, be doing the work. The thing I love is there was no... Um, that waffly stuff that people do, myself included, I'm sure I've done that. And I mean, I know I have in yeah. apologies throughout my life oh, for sure. where you try to be like, but please understand, blah, blah. No, you don't really even need that. And she didn't do that, which right. I think is a really that's a really mature as much as I wanted to say, sh- like criticize her and could have thoughtfully about, you know, maybe the generational yeah. um, aspects of what sh- what her interview told about uh, her. She showed herself to be. Um, rather mature. Well, and in it her took apology. her a couple of days to get there. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And that's kind of the danger of Twitter, yeah. right? You know, that's sort of the danger of of it in general. I try to stay away from Twitter. I'm too afraid oh that my I'll type something that's offensive. I'm... I know. I just like I don't know if what I think is translated that well into typed words. <laughs> that's why I just keep it real light. <laughs> just I know I'm I'm with you. Look Listen, at this dog photo, mm-hmm. you guys. You guys don't want to know who's blowing up social media and people are losing oh. their minds over Vera Wang right now. Why? What's she doing? Losing their minds. Oh. So Vera Wang is, uh, of course, a designer. She designs. I mean, she's probably best known for her wedding gowns, but she designs all sorts of things. She's 70 years old. She has posted some photos of herself on Instagram and people are like, you are ageless. 100% ageless. Okay, I got 70 look. is the new 40. I mean, women are looking better at 70 than ever before in the I history do feel of like the universe. They, and it is really delightful for they me to see. They are, but I wonder if my window hasn't passed of like the work that you have to put yeah, in on the no, front end. No, I agree. Do you see what I mean? Because I the women who are aging so beautifully, they they started taking such good care yeah, of their... they didn't start at 65. No, exa- <laughs> and I feel like maybe I passed my place. So like, here's the tell. Is that, have you ever noticed, because I was just mentioning this to someone the other day, that you know how British people seem to hit an age where everything falls apart? Yes, that's like, very troubling. They are the most beautiful people, in, and I'm totally overgeneralizing, <laughs> so okay. please don't, don't at me. But like, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa! They just like... You know, with the exception of Helen Mirren, right? It's like one day they and, wake up and they're looking ramshackle. But the thing is, it's because they don't do all of the other stuff that, you know, they don't Suzanne Summersize themselves. Right. I know. You do have to do it. So Vera Wang says work, sleep, 
a vodka cocktail and not much sun are the ingredients to her youthful physique. Well, she I got the not much sun thing down. Are the th- yeah, That's true. look at you. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, you're so, so fair, my little friend. <laughs> I know, it's like nature made me this way. She's loving it, though. I mean, she's posting all sorts of body-bearing, high-fashion looks. She's in um, lockdown in her Miami home, and she's just been posting all this stuff, and people are loving it. People I, are just going crazy Can for I it. also just say, like, and this is the thing that just really makes me love her even more, she's posting all that beautiful stuff and then she posts a picture of like a pile of all the foods I love yeah cheese balls Cheez-Its Cheetos goldfish a little kinder egg and an orange and I'm like girl you're doing quarantine right <laughs> like yeah. your balance um listen there's a guitar that belonged to Kurt Cobain it's from his MTV unplugged performance which if you are a certain age of course you remember that you mm-hmm. remember everything about it uh it is expected to sell for at least one million dollars it'll come with its original hard shell case half a pack of guitar strings three picks and a suede stash bag it's the rare guitar that was used in that 1993 performance and it's going to soon be up for auction it'll be fascinating to see how much it goes for mm, i can't wait to hear thank Lots. you elizabeth reese for all that delicious dirt Thanks, we'll friends. check in with you again tomorrow all right when we come back we need somebody to play our 30 second pop culture challenge 651-641-1071 30 seconds five pop culture questions get them all right you win a prize we do it every day at 12 30 on my talk 1071 love that delupa this is the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer for the record we do know her name is dua lipa that is just our favorite way to poke fun at julia who called her delupa which sounds like a combo platter at Taco Bell. At Taco Bell. All right, now it's time to play our game. It's the 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second pop culture challenge. Uh, who is on the telephone today, Colleen? We've got Tina on the line. And what is Tina playing for? Tina is playing for ham. No. <laughs> That's cute. Tina's playing that. for one of these. A beautiful, fabulous My Talk 1071 t-shirt. Tina. Are you ready to bring us some ham? Uh, Always. All right. Well, the timer will be the ham timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, and Diddy are the nicknames of which entertainer? Sean Combs. Baby One More Time was the first hit song by which singer? Britney Spears. Dave Grohl was the drummer for which alternative band? Oh, crap. Um, pass. Who plays Ripley in the Alien movie franchise? Yep. Not, nope. Not going to get that one. Who is Donald Duck's girlfriend? Uh, there. It's there. Oh, I'm sorry, Tina. That you did not get all of those correct, uh, but you can play again tomorrow because we do it every day at 1230. On the Colleen and Bradley show. Okay, let's go back and uh, get those questions that Tina did not get correct. Dave Grohl was the drummer for which alternative band? Nirvana. And who plays Ripley in the Alien movie franchise? Sigourney Weaver. And who is Donald Duck's girlfriend? That would be Daisy Duck. Now, I don't blame her for not getting that right because sometimes I forget that they're a couple and not brother and sister. Ew. That's crazy. What? What I'm you, sorry. Living in the hills somewhere? Well, like, aren't Skeeter and... What's her face? Brother and sister? Skeeter and Scooter from Muppet Babies. Children? 
Thank you. Okay, what are what's going on? Nothing. Okay. We're going to move on to solve some mysteries, and we do that in the form of blind items that Holly has brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Oh, we're going to move on from that to some clean, wholesome, yes, non-incestuous celebrity gossip My mysteries. My favorite kind. Didn't it seem like we used to talk about incest more? I don't really know what to do with that. In pop culture, I'm saying, move on. Sure. This A plus <laughs> slash A list, mostly movie actor, always tells his friends he wants no more children. So I and T lawyer get really confused when his right this minute A literate girlfriend is talking about her fertility issues as if she's trying to get pregnant. Maybe this is why they always split and is cheating. Ooh. This is why they always split? A, minus, a, plus. a plus A list, mostly movie actor. So he must have a lot of children's. Brad Pitt. No. no. Uh, this person has a child. Oh, okay. They just have the one child, I think. Okay. Illiterate girlfriend. Uh, oh, no. Nope. So he has a girlfriend now? Yes. But they keep breaking up? Yes. And she has an illiterate name? Yes. Is she an actress or is she... She is a music lady. Okay. Oh, Orlando Bloom. No, no. that's not it because no. there's no alliteration. No. <laughs> um, okay. 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 It's not coming. Come on. Think about somebody. They're thirsty. They're a publationship. You guys have talked about these two in the past on the show. Um, He's a big to-do actor. She's a musician. They're both thirsty for each other on social media. Oh, God. The last time we saw the actor was last week when he was taking out the trash in his gold hammer pants. Whoa. Oh, Ariana. Or no, Channing Tatum and Jesse J. Oh, yes. Yes. Somebody called them like a party city. Um, uh, whatever they're called. I don't know, but it just was delightful. Never mind. You had to be there. Go on. All right. So Channing Tatum always tells his friends he wants no more children. So NT Lawyer gets really confused when Jesse J is talking about her fertility issues as oh. if she's trying to get pregnant. Maybe this is why. Channing Tatum and Jesse J always split. Oh, also Channing Tatum's cheating. That's so interesting. That does not surprise me at all. No kidding. Huh. I just feel I have a certain like, like I would just want to, you know, just hang out and be like, what are your problems, Channing? Because I feel like, you know, you feel like you got problems. Probably doesn't. But, you know, he, he just seems kind of like a sad guy sometimes. How are you doing over there, trainer? <laughs> I, well, I am drinking coffee and Diet Dr. Pepper. So. Oh, this is going to be a fun show, y'all. Blinded by the item. Another caffeinated celebrity gossip mystery to solve. The boyfriend of this permanent A-list singer, in quotation marks, has been spending more and more time away from the singer as he begins to pull away from her. Ooh. Uh, permanent A-list quote. Oh, that's Britney Spears. Sam Asgari. So Sam Asgari, the boyfriend of Britney Spears, has been spending more and more time away from Britney as he begins to pull away from her. Well, that's interesting because that's despite the contrary on social media, right? Well, 
It seems like they've been pulling back. So this is what I wonder. Okay, that's not, this is not what's written there. But this is what I wonder is I wonder if some of the recent posts that feature the two of them are on the side of the conservatorship or whoever's pulling the strings on her career saying like, you got to get him back in the picture. Like, because he's allegedly on the payroll, right? So like... Which makes you wonder why he would be pulling away. Right? Well, he might be actually making money, you know, with his running nut cup face masks or something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he may have, he may have gotten what he feels like he needs out of this in terms of his own career and feels like he can pull back. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm here for it. Like, I want to talk about it more, but we can't. Yeah, I know. It's all good. This one might be a little bit more challenging to solve. We need a good challenge. uh, But we'll get there. This A-list singer slash crap actor lied his way through the most recent installment of that hit sports documentary. The singer likes to give you that aw shucks kind of feel, but none of what he said was true. So just figure out the singer. Okay, but it's not Justin Timberlake? Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, it is? Okay. I'm going to say crap actor is usually the giveaway, right? The hit sports documentary. Is that the Michael Jordan thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. There we go. So it's called The Last Dance. It wasn't that hard. Oh, you know, I mean, just because, you know. Sports. Sports. And also some of the rest of the blind items today that NT Lawyers providing are just. Trash. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's a wasteland out there. The thirsty (laughs) celebs are at home as well. Um, Okay, so So, go back and fill in the blank. And then I'm curious if there, I don't know because I haven't watched it. My husband could probably send me a very quick text with an upshot about whatever his involvement was, but go. So Justin Timberlake lied his way through the most recent installment of the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. Justin Timberlake likes to give you that, ah, shucks kind of feel, but none of what he said was true. So if you go over to the internet, You will see that people were critical of Justin Timberlake being interviewed at all. Somebody on Twitter said the following. Justin Timberlake said every year he would do chores and save money and sit at Foot Locker to buy some Jordans, some sneakers. But he was a Mouseketeer by the age of 12, making at least $200 per week. Plenty of money for a pair of shoes. I smell a lie. That's funny. So the Internet came around to self-correct. And a lot of people were like, well, why are we even talking about Justin Timberlake in this Michael Jordan documentary? What does he have to say? Mm -hmm. Nothing. And apparently what he had to say was a bunch of lies. Yeah. He just needed some some attention for something other than trying to step out on his wife. Mm -hmm. What's how's well, he's not stepping out. You can't step out on. No, you can't step out. You never stepped in. Period, though. There's no stepping anywhere right now. It's true. Mm -hmm. Just stepping around the living room. All we're doing. Uh, Ooh, good blind items, Holly. Thank you so much uh, for those delicious blind items. Now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to do a whole segment on incest. No, we are not. That's nasty. Bradley trainer. No, we did get an email, though, by the way, from Kathleen. And she said that last comment about didn't we used to talk about incestual relationships more often? (laughs) She thought that was pretty funny. I just feel like it was like more, which is creepy, right? Like, it's kind of like, oh, I bet there are old sitcom episodes where like incest was a storyline. 
I mean, you've been watching a lot of Facts of Life lately. That's true. Was there ever an incest? Not yet. And not I'm yet. not trying to make light of it, people, so I apologize if that's what you were thinking. It's just that what I'm saying is I think we've evolved yeah. as a human people. Yeah. We're Good trying. Point. Yeah, we're trying. Good point. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about that when we come back. What we're going to talk about is what's coming to Disney Plus. Big news. This was announced today. July 3rd is going to be a really big day. And we'll tell you why and what else we're looking forward to after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, Disney Plus. Thank you. Thank you for meeting the need that we didn't even realize we had. This is the Colleen. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Okay. This was the big announcement today. Fully one year prior to when it was supposed to have debuted on Disney Plus, Hamilton, the stage production, oh. will be dropping on Disney Plus on July 3rd. <laughs> I, this is so awesome because. For a couple of reasons, one of them being there is literally no physical way you can see this show right now. And um, for those, for there's a lot of people who, obviously, there's a lot of people who've never seen Hamilton. Um, we've been lucky to see it uh, here on the Colleen and Bradley show. But that is a sh- that is a hot show, and it's a hot show for a reason. Yeah, it's a really good show. It's a really darn good show. And I know a lot of people have become really enamored with the soundtrack. But it's not an easy ticket to get, and it's certainly not an an inexpensive ticket to get. Like, I had done some research because our kids, my husband and I have listened to the soundtrack so much that our kids know, like, all the words. And they're like, well, we want to see Hamilton someday. And just, like, as, like, an experiment, I was like, how much would it cost to drive to Chicago overnight and take the kids to see Hamilton? Yeah. And it is extremely cost prohibitive. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I sort of had this moment of like, I want them to be able to see this. How are they ever going to see it? And then it was announced that it would be airing on Disney plus, but not until October of 2021. Well now, because of where we find ourselves in this global pandemic, they have upped that to July 3rd. That's wonderful I and brilliant. I'm so excited. Because in this moment, like you uh, being successful is grabbing eyeballs. And guess what? There's a lot of eyeballs right now waiting to be grabbed. Right. And I just feel like, you know, again, this is like a gift. This, well, I think that they've tried to do so many things with the live theater on the network programs, on the network uh, stations that have been meh, 
right? Like we've never had like a knock knock it out of the park live musical. Yeah. They did Peter Pan once, they did The Sound of Music, they did The Wiz, they did Grease. Uh what am I missing? They've done some others. Captain Hook. That's Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Um but they did but they did a bunch of these and they were meh, they were fine. Hairspray. But yeah, Grease. hairspray, yep. But we never like there really hasn't been one, but this really is Hamilton as Hamilton was performed. Um, it is a it is a film of a performance of Hamilton, but it's going to be likely very well produced. Um, yeah, we talked about this. This is um, something's ringing a bell here. Yeah, we talked about it when it first was announced that they were going to do it, but it just wasn't going to. It was going to be a theatrical release on October 15th of 2021. Yeah. So th- it was way down the road. And now they're not only dropping it earlier but they're dropping it right in your living room it's funny because i think prior to uh pandemic we were talking about how we were kind of bummed that they were just right. going to be airing um a live theatrical performance because we we're like that's lazy you can just go see it in the theater anyway why don't you give us like you know and now we're all like give it to us seriously Content. Yes, yes we just want it for goodness sake um, and and they're meeting that need, and I'm really looking forward to it because, like I said, you know, it is it's an expensive ticket. It is not a cheap ticket. And I have a family of five, and we've wanted the kids to see this show. Yeah, and now because it's will. an important story, and now they'll get to see it, and it will be uh, for the low low price of whatever I'm paying per month for Disney Plus. Yeah, and which honestly, by the way, pro tip. Uh, you should see if you can bundle that if you're not already. Oh, we are. Thank okay. you. We're bundlers. Thank you. Um, but I do, I feel like this is another reason, and Disney Plus is smart because of this, right? Because I don't know that there's a whole lot going on over at Disney Plus that people are too excited about. Yeah. This is a reason to get people subscribing. Yeah, I will tell you, I'm not. You're not excited. subscribing. The o- No, I am, just because oh. it's bundled and it's yeah. it's almost, they're paying me practically. Um but other than a few movies that I will watch, I'm, I'm not sure why I actually care about Disney Plus. Right. But I don't have kids, so. Right. But, you know, there might, I, I, I think if they start doing some things like this that have more adult tastes in mind, I don't know, maybe there will be more for you there. I can't wait to see. Um, this is a little off topic, but we can uh, go back. That's um, okay. After I have this thought, which is that. I I really am curious to see how well they're doing with eyeballs in this moment as compared to, say, Netflix. Right. So I just feel like Netflix is still where it's at in terms of, you know, readily having content available. It still is the first place I go. Yeah. Like if I if I if I don't have a plan, which that's the fatal error of sitting down on your couch to watch a program if you don't have a plan you're really in trouble yeah it's danger it is danger Watch in a fact, lot of trailers that way though well we did last night too although we did have a plan last night we actually sat down we had three options of which we could choose one and what we chose by the way was the second season of dead to me which is hilarious because we literally you texted me right as we finished the first episode because of dead my to husband me. killed ed asner we'll talk about that in a sec that's hilarious oh, Matt. i know Trust. It's easy to do, though, man. It's it's hard to remember that dude is still with us I at know. the age of 90. He's very active on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. And th- yes. Okay. So anyway, but I texted you because my husband accidentally killed Ed Asner last night. And you said you just started the first season. Yeah, we just uh, finished the first episode, in fact. And oh, there's a twist in that. Oh, just you wait. Yeah, don't. Please don't give me anything. I won't. But 
but uh, Dead to Me, which I uh, is on the Netflix with the Christina Applegate. It's um, a great show, too. It is. Like, we were laughing. Okay, so if, if like me and my partner and you and the other people who love this show have a sick sense of humor mm-hmm. about life, this is your show. You And this is such a perfect time to watch this show because right. people are, like, we were bent over laughing at the, like, horrible... <laughs> Yes. Just like crude, inappropriate, insensitive jokes about like death and. Oh, it's terrible. And it only gets better. Yeah. It's so fantastic. Ed Asner is in that show, though. And and he showed up in season two, which we were watching last night for like a hot second. And Matt goes, my husband goes, it's just so sad he's not with us anymore. And I looked at him. I go, yes, he is. (laughs) Rude. And. I looked and then I was like, wait, was I wrong? So we looked it up because, right, I've been wrong before. Um, And he goes, oh, no, no, sorry, false alarm. He's still with us. He just tweeted yesterday. Well, the the tell is like, did you remember him dying since you started watching the show? Because he's in the show. That's what I said. I was like, he, this is, anyway, it was really funny. And Ed Asner, by the way, everybody, alive and well. Thank God. Still kicking. Uh, Dead to Me is great. We both love it. I'm on season two. Bradley's on season one. And Hamilton is coming to Disney Plus on July 3rd. That's what we learned in the last segment. Now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is your coping strategy? What are you doing to cope right now? We're all under a lot of stress. How are you handling it? 651-641-1071. I'll tell you what Reese Witherspoon is doing after this on my talk. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.